Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Discover a healthcare team that's always here for you at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. Email todaycb at rte.ie. Now, the National Transport Authority has released the research behind Minister Eamon Ryan's much criticised claim that making public transport free would increase unnecessary journeys. The research by Consultants EY found that a free, fair policy would attract more use by people who'd otherwise be prepared to walk or cycle. And furthermore, it could result in just a 1% reduction in car travel. We'll be hearing from the NTA on that after 11 o'clock this morning. But before then, our reporter Brian O'Connell has been in Cork City Centre this morning and he's been asking people their thoughts on free public transport. I think a lot of it is just costs. Like I, I know driving is expensive and, and petrol and all of that stuff, but like a lot of people do want to do something for the environment and all of that. Like so, There was a claim that people might take excessive journeys. They could do. A lot of people there, they're, they're trying to get to work and travelling can be expensive. I know someone who comes down from Care to Cork every day and they go by bus because the bus is cheaper than actually moving into Cork then as well. Like, so most people will use it for, for getting to work. Some people could use it for excessive journeys. And Could you see it leading to less car use? I think people are used to their, their comforts and cares. If public transport was free, do you think it would lead to excessive journeys? I don't think people have time for... Um to, to spending on excessive journeys without it wouldn't make a huge difference to me definitely okay. yeah, it depends on where you live also whether you're on a bus route and I'm not on a bus route so. and for you there isn't a bus route locally not you'd have to walk about two kilometres so on a day like today yes exactly if there was free public travel would it be a good thing do you think I guess so yeah why not I wouldn't mind better public travel there was some claim yesterday that it might lead to excessive journeys <laughs> Yeah, I've seen it. Um, I'm, I disagree with that, honestly. Like, uh, it's not that people are like, oh, I have nothing to do, let's hop on a bus and let's go to a random direction. I mean, you know, en masse, it's highly unlikely it's going to happen, regardless whether it's free or not. But so you would times. prefer the focus to be on improving the service? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. And then would it lead to less car use, do you think, if people had free public transport? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like free and better. Like it doesn't have to be free. It's be- uh, if it's going to be reliable, not late, uh, then yeah, people would definitely use like public transport more. Brian O'Connell is speaking to people in Cork this morning. Well, I'm joined by Janet Horner, who's Green Party councillor for Dublin City Council, uh, with Dublin City Council, and Breed Smith, People Before Profit TD for Dublin South Central. And you're both welcome. Thank you for being here, Janet. Breed is on the line. Do you agree? The minister seems to agree with the report, Minister Eamon Ryan. Do you agree with him that access to free transport could increase unnecessary journeys? I think... There is no issue with unnecessary journeys, really. So it could increase unnecessary journeys, but that in and of itself is not the problem. The problem is if we are trying to reduce our emissions, what the evidence shows is that providing free public transport would increase the number of journeys that happen on public transport, but would not necessarily displace car journeys, which is really what we need to do in order to reduce our emissions. Mm -hmm. So when we are looking at interventions that we need to do from a climate perspective in transport, free public transport has been demonstrated to not be the most, a very effective way of doing that. So you're saying it's unlikely to take people out of their cars. You agree with this report? Yeah, I do. Breed? 
Yeah, well, <clears throat> thanks for having us on, Claire. The first thing I'd like to say is that um, the report was commissioned, uh, the NTA, rather, the National Transport Authority, commissioned Ernst & Young to produce the report. I think it's worth noting where the report is coming from. But I would also like to say that I'm quite sad that Green Party TDs, senators and councillors are coming out with this rhetoric against free public transport. And they will know very clearly that we have always argued for free, frequent public transport. And the question of connectivity, frequency, etc. is really important in the argument for free public why, transport. Why, why so is I don't it entirely why? disagree with Janet. Yeah, but, but Breed, why is it sad? sad. That, why is it sad, though, if they're saying it's not going to achieve the aim of taking people out of their cars? Like, if it's not going to work, why do it? Well, first of all, to dismiss a decrease of 1% in our emissions uh, or a, de- a decrease of 1% in car usage is a bit high-handed because that would make a huge difference. Yes. It would take a, uh, much less oil and diesel being burnt and it would decrease by hundreds of millions the amount of kilometres being driven. Okay, Janet, and that what, would be what, a good experience for our city. Okay. The, the report also says that the air would be cleaner, which okay. is an environmental impact that's Well, well let's see what Janet says to that. Are you dismissing a 1% reduction in car use? I think we can do a lot better than a 1% reduction in car use. And I think we can do that by better public transport, which I think is what we are trying to achieve at the moment. We know what the barriers to people using public transport are. Their access to route is the primary one that is there. There's reliability, frequency of service, safety issues, particularly for women and some older people as well. We know that those are the barriers to, to people using it. And what we are trying to do is instead of spending $540 million annually we are investing something like that in capital expenditure so that we build up a network, improve access to it, address the real barriers that are there for people. There has been fare reduction. Um, in, on top of that, we have had the first fare reduction of 20% since, I think, 1947. So that is an enormous um contribution towards removing a cost and barrier. And you're, you're taking credit for that in the Green Party, but you're saying that 540 million to achieve a 1% reduction in car usage, it's not good bang for that buck. For 540 million, if we invest that into a network that has long-term consequences, and that's 540 million annually, so that's if we put that into a capital expenditure that is going to put more buses on the road, build Lewis extensions, Dart extensions, metro projects that is going to do bus connects in, in Cork, in Dublin, uh, connect rural communities, that is going to build year on year as capital expenditure and make it accessible for people to realistically use public transport mm. instead of what you would have at the moment. And we can see this because we have our over 65s that currently have free public transport in Ireland. So we have a, demo, a, a pool and a sample size that we can look to and see what is happening. Um, and we know that if we were a lot of people who are in that category who have pre- free public transport at the moment, cannot use it because they don't have access to the network. OK, so Brie, the people who have free travel don't use it anyway. Well, that's not right. That's not correct at all. Uh, people who access free travel in working class communities, at least, is where it, which is where I represent and where I live, are very proud of the free travel. And if you tried to take it from them, there'd be, you'd, you'd be facing a hell of a lot of resistance. The, one of the reasons why some older people are getting back into their cars is because the unreliability of the bus service. And most of that is down to a staff shortage and an inability to retain drivers. There's 150 drivers short in both bus, uh, the go-ahead bus and between go-ahead and uh, Dublin bus at the moment. Now, let me just clarify. I am for everything that Janet has said. Yeah. I'm not opposed okay. to that. I think we need both. 
And the benefits of free public transport you, aren't see, just in terms of it reducing emissions. I suppose the, the problem is, Breed, if I can say to you, you don't have... connectivity you, you benefits... You won't have unlimited money here. 540 million is the cost of putting in place free travel on public transport. And Janet's point is you'd be better off pumping that money into making public transport accessible and better for everybody. Yes, and she's correct. And not that we'd be better off, but we do need a revolution in public transport. We have bus connects, which is falling flat on its face in many areas. Yes, it is an improvement in some areas, but in some areas it's a big disimprovement, but it's mostly, as I say, because of the, the staff shortages. The point She's missing the point when she just picks out the financial end of it. There are huge advantages in terms of social inclusion and in terms of um, you know how you bring people along with you to deal with climate change. And this is an important argument with the Green Party. And it reminds me very much of the argument we had some years ago about carbon taxes. To just keep giving people the stick and not the carrot, we're going to lose the constituency we could be building around the advantages that we, ha- we could gain from dealing with uh, climate change measures. Mm-hmm. And what this, I think, comes down to is Eamon Ryan's proposal to bring in congestion charges into the city, another stick without a carrot for people. All right, and this so, will Jan- really alienate okay. ordinary people from the idea that climate action is important. Janet, your response to that, it's all stick and no carrot. Well, again, I think I'm repeating myself now, but I think what we want is the carrot is better public transport and that requires investment and it requires capital investment. And I think that really is what we want to offer people. We want to come to people and say public transport is a realistic option for you. We know the reason they are not choosing public transport at the moment is not in the vast majority of cases is not because of the cost. The reason they are not choosing public transport is because of access, reliability, frequency, safety. And that is what mm-hmm. we want to come with them as the incentive and to offer them as a, a reason to say that climate action is great for our communities. Well, because we are taking climate action, we have a rural bus service now. Because we've got climate action, we've got 24-hour buses. Because we've got climate action, I know the bus is coming every 10 minutes rather than every hour. Okay, okay, not I'm, true, Janice. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Janice. That is not the experience in huge swathes of areas of this capital city. Plus, what you're doing about the carrot is that you're saying, we'll, we'll, give you the, we'll give you the carrot after we give you the stick in terms of, for example, carbon taxes. You brought in carbon taxes before you gave people access to uh, alternatives like retrofitting their houses, giving them heat pumps, and providing them with proper public transport throughout rural Ireland. And you've created a bitterness in the heads of lots of people about green measures. And if if Eamon Ryan attempts to bring in the condestant charges before the sort of level of public transport that you have just described that I agree with you is needed, then you're having more stick and less carrot. It's the way you do it is important. And I think the Green Party are missing an argument here. And I think it's because their heads and their votes are mainly in middle class areas. Not in the sort of hidden rural areas and in in, in working class Well, areas on that, I, ha- I have a message here from somebody who's in uh, Waterford, Pat. So he says, what we're talking about would punish rural areas. It's a non-runner. We'd all be paying for free transport, but rural areas doesn't get any of it. Well, that's the point. That's the point. We, 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 we ignore the people who absolutely need it in order to bring them with us. But you're, you're, you're asking taxpayers to invest 540 million in free public transport and Pat and Waterford is saying, I'm not going to get anything for that. No, I'm not saying free public transport of its own. Now, please don't misquote me again. We have argued for free, frequent public transport. 
Yes, public transport capacity has to be upped massively. We need a revolution in public transport. But along with that, the benefits of having it free are to be seen, not just in terms of this, what Janet calls a small reduction in taking cars off the road, but some cities have seen bigger reductions. And the Ernst & Young yeah. research has picked this, the lowest level of percentages of cars. Others have seen it go as high as 9%. So how long do you think aside, it will take, Bree, to get to the point where public transport is fit for purpose to the extent that you could then say, now we're going to make it free? But I don't know. That's entirely up to the government. I do know that when Eamon Ryan was last transport minister after the crash, he took 300 buses off the road and it took us almost 10 years to get them all back on. So that's entirely up to the government. But I do think that the, uh, the question of transport has to be much more democratic. We have to hurry up with delivering the public transport initiatives that are talked about. The Dart Southwest project, for example, which will come through my area, will leave Houston Station. At the moment, this is how it's planned. It'll leave Houston Station, will not stop in Kilmain and will not stop in Inchicore, will not stop in Lower Ballyfermot, will not stop in Cherry Orchard, next stop Park West. Now, what sort of public transport is that in some of the most densely populated areas of the city? OK, Janet, what do you say to that, that public transport should be fixed, it should be made fit for purpose, and then we can go back and look at free fares? Or are you ruling out free fares forever? No, I would not rule it out forever. I do think it would be a great eventual destination point of transport policy would say we have a really strong network. Um, It is frequent. It is reliable. It is the majority, the vast majority of people in Ireland have access to it. And at that point, the main thing that we could do to make that better would be to reduce those fares. But at the point now where we have an option of taking 540 million and investing it into annual um, expenditure on on fare reduction or putting that into the capital project so it would pay massive dividends into the future. Personally speaking, I and and as a and as our policy, we would much rather see that spent in the capital expenditure end. And I think that will address far more. And it ultimately, and I do disagree with Breed, I think it is the most effective way to bring people with us is to show them that we are building a transport network that is not just for the likes of me who lives in the city centre who has 10 buses outside my door but is actually for the entire country. And you go on the bike. Do you think that people will be discouraged from walking and using their bicycles as a CY report said? I don't, I mean, again, I'm not as worried about that. I think if people want to have a choice in their mode of transport, that's not necessarily a problem. But is it, does it have climate impact if we, people are, on the bus instead of walking. No, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. But they are taking excessive journeys and putting more pressure on the public transport system. I think that's the point of the report. That's the the reason it makes that point. Yeah, but again... I, I don't, don't think that's worried a, about that. That's not the problem that I see. Right, in well, it. A, li- a listener tells oh, us that. Look, sorry, Bree, go ahead, go on. Yeah, there's, there's huge differences here in what the various politicians are saying about this. There's a major difference between what Eamon Ryan said and what Leo Varadkar said. Now, Janet is talking about the cost and the, the, the cost being the main reason why they don't do it. And that was not what Eamon Ryan said to me in my PQ. The main reason he said we wouldn't do it was because it's a low. Uh, removal of cars off the road and here's the evidence and secondly the thing that has caused the big kerfuffle is his reference to um, people uh, uh, increasing their uh, unnecessary trips which implied that as, as Leo Varadkar answered me in the doll the other day that I don't think he said people would do this because they're not getting on buses and trains for the crack. They, d- they differ and disagree with each other and the emphasis here now is being put on what we should do with the funding that's available. But my argument to them, to the Green Party in particular, and their different ways of, of, of approaching this, 
is that you've got to bring the population with you. And if you take measures like introducing carbon tax before you give people options, Mm -hmm. like retrofitting their homes or having transport that they can access, if you introduce congestion charges before you improve the public transport, then you are going to lose that constituency which could really be with us in fighting for climate change measures. And there are other benefits to free public transport in terms of the social benefits for elderly people, for people who uh, want, want to move around more to see uh, their family or whatever, that are left out of the equation. And they're often well, isolation. Well, people of pension age already have it. Yeah, but there's, there's not, not all elderly people. Well, when I say elderly people, I mean okay. you're 66 before you can get free public transport. There are other people who could benefit from free public transport All before right. they could turn 66. Okay, Breed, I need, to leave, yeah, I, I need well. to leave it there. Uh, Breed Smith and Janet Horner, thank you both very much. Now, I want to bring you some news just reaching us. Met Aaron have issued a status orange snow and ice warning for Cavan, Donegal, Monaghan, Clare all of Connacht it would seem, Longford, Louth, Meath and Westmeath. It's valid from 11am Thursday until 10am uh, on Friday. They've also issued a status orange snow and ice warning for Carlo, Dublin, Kildare, Kilkenny, Leash, Offaly, Wexford, Wicklow and Tipperary from 9pm tonight until 10am tomorrow. So just to be clear, the snow and ice warning are for these counties. Cavan, Donegal, Monaghan, Clare, Longford, Louth, Meath and Westmeath. That's from 11 o'clock today till 10 o'clock tomorrow. The other counties, it's from 9pm tonight until 10am tomorrow. And that's for Carlow, Dublin, Kildare, Kilkenny, Leash, Offaly, Wexford, Wicklow and Tipperary. And Jerry Murphy will be on the programme, the um, Met Aaron meteorologist telling us all about that later on in the programme. We'll take a break. Text 51551 today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1. Email todaycb at rte.ie. Back to the conversation we've been having uh, this morning around free public transport. It would be overly costly and incentivise excessive travel. That's according to an independent report which was commissioned by the National Transport Authority. The report was carried out by EY. It was submitted to the NTA last December, but it was published after it was referenced in the Dáil last week by the Minister for Transport, Eamon Ryan, in response to a parliamentary question from TD Breed-Smith, who we were talking to earlier in the programme. Tim Gast is the Director of Public Transport Service for the NTA and he's on the line now. Tim, thank you very much for joining us. So this is the controversial bit, isn't it? That free public transport would be overly costly and incentivise excessive travel. Now, we've had a lot of messages about that message this morning. Were you surprised by those findings? Uh, Not really, Claire, no. And thanks for the opportunity to be on your show to talk about this. Um, When we thought about it ourselves, I mean, yes, initially you think free travel, that would be great, lots of people would use it. But in fact, the research very clearly shows, and the experience elsewhere, and and, in many places that have introduced this sort of initiative, is that in fact it causes people to do more short distance trips. So people stop walking as much, stop using the cycling as much, um, and actually don't get out of cars by and large for, for the, the cost saving that would be there for the, the free fare. So, so it's so taking it, people it away really from... To, so sorry to cut across you, but just to explain, it's taking yeah, yeah. people off the bike, it's taking them away from walking and they're getting on the bus instead of... And, and the people who are in the cars are staying in the cars. 
that's what the research is showing and that's what our modelling is supporting as well, that there would be a very small, a modest 1% or so change of people from cars to, to public transport. But the vast majority of increased trips would come from active travel. Okay, because the, the, the Taoiseach yesterday in the Dáil said he, he doubted people would be taking trips on the bus or the train for the crack. That's not what this report is saying. It's saying that people are opting not to walk. They're jumping on public transport if it's free. Indeed, and there would be, you know, you would be tempted to use public transport more if you're walking down the street instead of rain, you'll suddenly jump on the bus. Now, that's a good thing. We want people to use public transport for convenience and obviously for trips like that. That's what it's there for. But yeah. research shows that there would be a big increase in that, but actually virtually no increase in car driving. And that's our real target well, to try and address the carbon challenge that the country has. It says, doesn't it, that there would be a 1% decrease in car use. And Breed Smith, who we were talking to earlier on the programme, saying we shouldn't dismiss that, that that's significant. No, it is significant and every 1% that we can uh, bring about is obviously worth doing. But the scale of the spend involved, you know, the hundreds of millions that would be uh, have to be spent to make public transport free, we believe would be much, much better focused into new services and increasing the frequency uh, and, and, and the quality of the services that we're already providing. And we've proven that to be the case many, many times. And recently we've invested significantly on the back of additional government funding in new services right across Ireland, rural Ireland as well as in our cities. And every time we do it, we see a very significant increase in passenger numbers. That's where we believe the funding should be focused. Yeah, because we had messages from people who were saying, I'm in rural Ireland, I will be paying for this £550 a year to give free fares for everybody. But if I'm in rural Ireland, I'm probably not going to benefit from that. Well, just on the rural Ireland piece, that's that's an interesting comment. And we're well aware, we did a survey about two years ago that, that confirmed what we knew to be the case, that rural Ireland wasn't well served generally by public transport. Local Link do a really good job of providing both demand responsive and regular services, but it was at a low level. We have now got significant funding from government and we're in the second year now of the programme called Connecting Ireland, which is real game changer for people in rural Ireland. Uh, we, we've doubled, more than doubled passenger numbers on a weekly basis from pre-COVID to where we now are now on the back of this Connecting Ireland programme. And the local link services will will see a doubling again over the next 12, 18 months uh, as we continue to deliver this programme. We've 70-odd new services coming into rural Ireland over the next 12 months. See, we had a message from somebody else who said that this really works well in Luxembourg right across the country. So could you ever see a time, Tim, where you get all of the services in place and then you start looking at free fares? Well, that would be a matter for government, a matter for policy. And that policy, of course, then we follow through with that. But for the time being, um, the focus has to be on investing and, and using the funds we have to invest. Now, at the cost of travel um, is significant for some people. We're well aware of that. There's the free travel scheme for 66 and over. We're not for one minute suggesting that should be changed. There's very well reduced travel for people aged 19 to 23 and for children. Um, and the government also brought in 20% across all travel. So we think that's, that's useful. And while you have a fair structure, you're able to target the reduced fares of, of those parts of society where you think it would be beneficial to do so. But a universal reduction of fares, we believe, to zero would not achieve the objective for us focusing the 500 million plus spend that that would take into increasing the frequency, increasing the quality of what's out there, we think would would return in speed. And that's what we're seeing where we do see that level of investment. We had Janet Horner, Green Party councillor, on the programme as well. And she was saying that the people who have free travel at the moment, so the people who are of pension age, that a lot of them still rely on the car. Do you think that that provides a good sample and a good um, f- 
a good view of what it might look like that people who already have free travel are still using their cars? And if so, why? Some are, of course, but many are not. Uh, and we have about 25, between 20 and 30 percent, depends where you go in the country, of our travel is people who have the free travel pass. So, you know, the million or so uh, people in Ireland who are entitled to free travel are certainly, many of them are using public transport a lot. And with the continued investment, particularly the Connecting Ireland investment in rural Ireland, we'll see many, many more people of that age group. And that age group is going to grow. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. heading hurtling into that myself. And, and I certainly intend to continue using public transport when I'm, you know, in that retirement bracket. So um, then, the so then, you're, you're leading us down the path not. now where, where you're telling me that free public transport does work. People use it. People use it where it's appropriate. And when you get into that older age bracket, less people are able to have a car, both the cost and also physical and medical reasons. So that's another reason where it's beneficial to have public transport and have it free for those categories of society to who will benefit most from it. But they, to go completely free for everyone, it, it's a huge cost. And it's a once-off once you've done it. It'd be very difficult to reverse out of it as well. Um, and and we, we just think focusing the spend on, uh, as I keep saying, you know, increasing the frequency yes. instead of three or four services a day, six or seven services a day from those in, in, Improve the service. Really, really does move things along. I just yeah, want to right. come back to, to the independent report and that line that this will be overly yeah. costly and incentivise excessive travel because, Tim, people really have an issue with that from what I'm seeing with the communication that we're getting here. And I have uh-huh. one, one here that I want to put you. What are excessive journeys? How do you define a journey that's excessive? We, we didn't set down to do that, and I don't believe in that. That report sets down to do that either. One of the, the reasons that's in the report was the experience in Germany over the, the past summer. Coming out of COVID, German government chose to introduce a €9-euro monthly ticket, yes. um, which, which was almost free. OK, €9 isn't free, but it was heading that way. They, they had huge problems on the network on the back of that. Um, and it wasn't people getting out of cars. It was people doing multiple trips. So we haven't dived into what those trips are for. And some of them, of course, would be completely genuine and, and most of them would be, I suspect. But because because they could, they did, if you know what I mean. And, but and that's that using, that's using public transport for the crack. That's exactly what the Taoiseach said wouldn't well, happen. I, we, we haven't done the detailed research to back that up one way or the other. Um, but we, we, we know from the experience in Germany and other people, uh, other reports, other cities are saying similar sorts of things. But look, it's, it's not an exact science. Uh, we don't know exactly how people would behave when you change things. What we are seeing, though, the behaviour we are seeing, we're delighted to see it, is this very significant growth in public transport since COVID. And that's because we've put in increased reliability and increased frequency. And um, you know, people, are, people are putting with their feet in using public transport mm-hmm. and, and paying the fares. So yeah, it, it, the system is... At the minute, we're, Ireland's a bit of an outlier, actually, around Europe. We're one of the few countries uh, where, in fact, we've seen a higher number of people using public transport now post-COVID than pre-COVID. We're sitting out of 106, 107% of where we were. And some elements, plus Aaron, are, are about 35% above where they were pre-COVID. Do you know why so, that is? People are using... Yes, we do. We, we believe that's because um, of the, the increase in leisure travel. We're seeing Saturdays and Sundays much busier. Um, so that's great. People are using the network instead of you know driving the guy for a meal or a drink and that sort of thing. Um, and also young people. Many, many young people are travelling now who didn't travel. Unfortunately for some of them, it's because of the housing crisis. But for others, the 50% reduction through the young adult card is giving them the opportunity to use public transport. Tim, thank you very much. Tim Gaston there, Director of Public Transport Services at the NTA.